from in and around the Capital Region on the Alive Radio Network. This is The Matter at Hand. I'm Alicia Purdy. They're tank busters, sir. P-51s. Angels on our shoulders. James. Earn this. Earn it. The last Monday in May is recognized in the United States as Memorial Day a day of remembrance for those who died while serving their country in the U.S. Armed Forces, as well as for honoring all who served and died, even if their death was after their military service had ended. The Memorial Day tradition began shortly after the Civil War. More than 620,000 men had died during the Civil War, and decorating the graves of loved ones became a regular occurrence, which soon began a tradition called Decoration Day. The event was renamed Memorial Day in 1967, and Congress made Memorial Day an official national holiday in 1971. Finally, the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, passed on June 28, 1968, made the day official and declared that Memorial Day would be celebrated on the last Monday in May of each year. While Memorial Day often features flags flown at half-mast, The placing of wreaths, a parade, and a sense of togetherness among Americans. It is also the day for the national funeral of the Unknown Soldier. The Tomb of the Unknowns was created under President Dwight D. Eisenhower in response to the mass casualties of World War I, totaling around 100,000, or 2% of the U.S. population. Since April 6, 1948, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier has been guarded day and night, regardless of weather. The blazing sun, the driving wind, the pelting rain, the freezing snow. The sentinels continue their watch, famous for the precision of their march and the changing of their guard, compelled by the sentinel's creed, which says, My dedication to this sacred duty is total and wholehearted, and the responsibility bestowed on me never will I falter. And with dignity and perseverance, my standard will remain perfection. Through the years of diligence and praise and the discomfort of the elements, I will walk my tour in humble reverence to the best of my ability. It is he who commands the respect I protect, his bravery that made us so proud. Surrounded by well-meaning crowds by day, alone in the thoughtful peace of night, this soldier will, in honored glory, rest under my eternal vigilance. When he spoke at a ceremony at Gettysburg in 1863, President Lincoln reminded us that through their deeds, the dead had spoken more eloquently for themselves than any of the living ever could. And that we're living could only honor them by rededicating ourselves to the cause for which they so willingly gave a last full measure of devotion. How each American individual and family chooses to remember the military servicemen and women who died is unique to each one. And while those who are left behind to grieve their loss find ways to honor their loved one or pay their respects to those who fought on their behalf for the cause of freedom, 
There is another group of people who have an entirely different perspective on remembering the American military servicemen and women who died, and that is the American military men and women who lived. Micah Fink was born and raised in the capital region of upstate New York and joined the Navy in the aftermath of 9-11 while the country was reeling from chaos, fear and destruction, and the death that followed the acts of terrorism that launched America into another war. And after his service was completed, he founded the nonprofit group Heroes in Horses to help veterans who are struggling with suicide and living broken lives, stemming from their struggles after military life. I look back at my career and I think about how many incredible human beings that I've had the opportunity to know and to serve with and then eventually seeing their lives lost. It's something that I reflect on often, not only on Memorial Day, but about how I honor them in the way that I live my life. And I think so many times placing a flag or doing a memorial or looking at old pictures, I think those things are good. But I think if those people could come back right here, right now, they would be judging us on what we're doing with our survival from those experiences. And I've really dedicated my life to, to working with veterans post-service, seeing this sadness that falls over people, and they call it survivor's guilt. It's such a predominant thing amongst my peer group. You know, my message to, to veterans and to people who, you know, have lost those that are dear to us is to live your life in such a way that that person, if they were standing next to you, would be smiling. It kind of sounds like a cliche thing to do, but when I wake up every day, I honor their sacrifice by being the person that I'm supposed to be. According to Fink, men and women who sign up to serve in the U.S. Armed Forces are fully aware of the risks they face, including death. But it's more than being just willing. He says those who join have no regrets. When you join the military, especially in the time of war, there's no doubt about it that you're putting your life, your limb, your college years, your, your marriage, your relationship, you're putting all those things on the line in defense of others and what you believe in. And, you know, sometimes you would go in their room and you'd be cleaning their stuff out to send back to their wives and their children and their computers are in there and their clothes are in there and their, all their stuff's inside the room and you're cleaning it out. And you know, sometimes there'd be a post-it note on there that said, don't mourn for me, I wanted to be here. I don't mourn for those people. I celebrate their life. It's really a special quality for the individual that's brave enough to raise their hand and, and to say, you know what, I don't know what the outcomes are going to be. I can't tell the future, but I'm going to serve something greater than myself and that's fellow mankind. Mike's been dead for 10 years. He was killed on January 26, 2005. When he was killed, I had a business, I had a life, I was happy. People talk about moving on. You can't move on, you never move on. Not from the death of a child, no matter how that child dies, whether it's a car accident or, 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 or suicide or, or you know, military action or whatever. I saw my friends in, in Vietnam die. So I know it happens. But when, when they show up at the door, it's, it becomes reality, more of a reality, because that's, you, that, that's a part of you has, has died. The, the last conversation was the day he died. Uh, we uh, uh, talked about uh, uh, where he was going uh, briefly, uh, what he was going to do. Uh, his platoon was uh, going north in order to be able to secure an area for, them to have, for the Iraqis to have a free vote. You mentioned that uh, he was getting on a helicopter and he hated helicopters. 
I said, Mike, I was on a helicopter for 10, 11 months, you know, and I'm still here. I just get on the helicopter, you've got six days left in country. That's all. There were actually two helicopters involved, uh, and uh, he got on the wrong one. That's all. I was fortunate. I, I got to talk to my son that morning. The doorbell rang. When I opened the door, there were two uh, Class A uniformed Marines standing at my door. I knew why they were there. And I slammed the door in their face because I, I didn't want to be. Uh, I didn't want to be told that my son was not coming coming home. Over the decades since Memorial Day was formally instituted, some have expressed concern that the three-day weekend was filled with barbecues, sporting events, and store discounts, overshadowing the day's more somber origins. In fact, the American Legion has expressed their feeling that the day should not involve a long weekend and they called for a return to a more serious observance of Memorial Day, saying they believe that Memorial Day should be a sacrosanct national observance for the entire country. In 2010, the organization wrote a resolution that called for restoring Memorial Day to May 30th, noting that the majority of Americans view Memorial Day as a time for relaxation and leisure recreation, rather than as a solemn occasion and a time to reflect and pay tribute to the American servicemen and women who sacrificed their lives in defense of the nation. American Legion National Commander James Oxford said in his Memorial Day speech last year that the Americans who have lost their lives in service to this country have not done so in vain, but for a bigger, more noble cause to not only America, but to the world. And he says America will never run out of enemies, foreign and domestic, and that every American has a responsibility to carry on, persevere, and protect our country. We need to remember, honor, and be eternally grateful for those members of our society who lost their lives protecting us. The American military has served this country for more than 240 years. That service can never be understated or repaid. That service has stretched from the American Revolution in 1775 to current service in more than 130 countries around the world. We have a responsibility to carry on. We cannot let those deaths be in vain. Take up the quarrel with our enemies. Never give up. Never abandon the American ideals and always preserve the principles of justice, freedom, and democracy. Micah Fink's work with the American veterans who have returned from war is one way that he honors those who have served and died. And the enemy he battles is the one within that seeks to destroy the American soldier by their own hand through suicide. According to Fink, soldiers whose service has ended often struggle with the horrors of war, military deprogramming, and reintegrating into everyday life in the aftermath of the battles they've faced. And he said, it's clear that standard approaches aren't working to save the lives of men and women who gave theirs to their country. Between 2012 and today, we've spent $92 billion on veterans reintegration. There's over 50,000 nonprofits in North America, and every 64 minutes, a veteran kills himself. So between 2005 and today, 158,000 vets have committed suicide. If you just look at the numbers, 7,000 veterans have been killed in the 20-year war, and 148,000 have been killed by their own hand. And so what can we do? We can do better for veterans. We're asking them to do this so that we can dip our toes in the sand and we can live life as we please and we can fight and squabble and race down the road, whatever we want to do, we can do. But there's somebody bearing that burden and that's the American soldier. 
Micah Fink's words of advice to those who live in a country whose freedom was paid for by the blood, sweat, and tears of the American soldier are to honor their sacrifice by striving to live in the peace they fought for and believed in. In a time in our nation where it's so divisive and so polarized and filled with dualities and everybody's pulling at each other across social and political and gender and and income and race and all these things. And here we have men and women fighting. And what are they really fighting for? Are they fighting for our right to fight? Are they fighting so that we can just be at each other's throat perpetually? No. They're fighting so that we can exist and live as human beings where it can exist. That's in a loving way with one another. Laying down those swords, caring for our country, you know, caring for the land, caring for one another, helping those that are down, lifting those that are broken and helping them heal. And, and that's really ultimately the spirit of humanity, you know, outside colors of flags and outside ideologies is this human existence. And I think deep down inside, we fight for the right to live as we see fit, the God-given right of freedom and the dignity of the human existence and the human experience. And so as we take time and remember the grandfather or cousin or an aunt or an uncle or a mom or dad that lost their life, I think ultimately they're fighting for the dignity of the human experience. What we can do to honor them is that we can live our life, even though we disagree, as uh, dignified as we can in honoring the very things that give us life. Examining the issues that pertain to the people of God, this is the matter at hand. From in and around the Capital Region, on the Alive Radio Network, I'm Alicia Purdy.